No more, Professor X. No more? That's it? No more. K-N-O-W or N-O? N-O. No more. No more. No mas. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today we are following up on the cliffhanger of last episode with the House of X number four. Woohoo! I can't wait to know what happens. I'm dark. I'm dying over here. Are you really? Yes. I want to know if people are dead. Where's Nightcrawler? What's going on? We saw the, we translated Krakoan at the end of the last episode. So it will be done. That's what the preview for this episode was or this issue. Yeah. It will be done. It will be done. So it's going to get done. Please tell me. But first, show me those covers. This issue, we have the main cover. It's so bloody looking. It is very bloody looking. I think it's interesting to see that this is the same team that we saw on the cover of last issue, Mm -hmm. but just in murder mode. Yeah, and this image, these two, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey or... What is her name? Miss Marvel Girl. Marvel Girl. Not Miss Marvel. That's someone else. That's a different person. Not Captain Marvel. That's someone else. Someone else. Oh, well, technically they're the same person, but. Oh, well. So this image of the two of them was what was within that preview circle that said it will be done. Yep. Underneath it. So that's interesting. Looking at this. Right off the cuff, the only person on the team that I notice I'm not seeing is Angel. Archangel, yeah. Archangel. So. And and Mystique. Who and Mystique. was not on either of the covers. Right. She was the only one missing of this team from the last one. You can actually see in this cover, Husk has some powers in action too. Hmm. Rock hands. Rock hands. Smashing. Yeah, this. Okay, so this cover, right from the cover, I feel a little sense of relief. If they're all fighting, then they're not dead. Or theoretically, they're not dead. So. Let's check it out. We start out with our No More from Professor X. (laughs) Don't you. You didn't do it. I. Do it after, <laughs> after the, the quote. first quote. All right, my bad. Don't steal my things, okay? Page turn. We're right into the title again. Whoa. It will be done, like we've said before. They know once you get into this story, you just want to be into this story. So we'll just get the title page and then you can dive right in. The House of Xavier and How We Treat Our Children. Ooh. Written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Pepe Larraz, color artist Marta Gracia, letters by VCs Clinton Cowles, and designed by Tom Muller. And our editorial team. Let's do it. We start right off with a data page. Look at what they've done. And this page pulls out and looks at over time the impacts of mutant extinction events 
On this list are some of the biggest names in anti-mutant attacks. Genosha, which we've talked about before. Yep, we've talked about before, the the Sentinel genocide, killing 16.5 million mutants. That's crazy. So many. And then the next big event on the top of that page, Decimation, Mutant Erasure by the pretender Wanda Maximoff. Wanda. And that was when Wanda said, no more mutants. And it took the powers away from a million mutants. Why do they call her the pretender? Because it was then retconned after the fact that she was not and has never been a mutant. Her and her brother, Pietro. Oh, is that because of the movies? or Basically. So they were like, they're not mutants, JK. She's the pretender. They're made in a science lab. Basically. So does that mean... That it changes the idea that Scarlet Witch and Polaris are sisters? Correct. Sad. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are now no longer Magneto's children. Boo. Yeah. Ew. It's, it's gone back and forth. Hiss. <laughs> I don't like this. Take no. it back. <laughs> We've got a pretty long list of all those other big names. A list of humans who have committed major mutant crimes. Stephen Lang... Mr. Clean, Graydon Creed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean from the Church of Humanity. Mm, okay. Cameron Hodge, the Leper Queen, Donald Pierce and the Reavers, William Stryker and the Purifiers. Stryker. Stryker. Wanda Maximoff, the Avengers, and Bolivar Trask, Sentinels. And it gives us some context as to not only the population levels of mutants, but how that has changed in respect to the population of humans overall. So pre-Genosha, 17.5 million mutants. Total population of Earth, 0.0025%. So that's how many mutants there were in relation to how many humans there were. That 0.0025% of humans. Human beings total are human mutants. population, right? So seven billion people on Earth, seventeen point five million of them are mutants. But then sixteen point five million mutants are killed, which is almost all of Genosha, them, right? And then to add on to that, only about a million mutants left. And then decimation, where Wanda Maximoff took the mutant powers of close to a million mutants, there were only 198 remaining mutants on the population Hot of Earth. diggity damn. It was like 0.0000029%. So, so now there's 198 mutants left on Earth, and then Orcus is like, yo, but we got to get rid of them all? Yeah. That's so messed up. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the fact that mutants continue to be born. There was a period of time where there were no mutants born for a very long time, and then Hope Summers was born. This was uh, the Messiah Complex story. 198 out of the entire population of the world, yep. even if more are born, and is not that threatening. That's true. And coincidentally, the 198 that remained powered were all your fan favorites. Oh, I'm not lucky. Yeah. Look at that. Narratively required. Yeah, story 
momentum requires that. Okay, well, so this is just a little look-see at where we stand with the human versus mutant situation right now, leading up to this moment that we're at. Right. And I wonder, because 198 was a number that they'd previously published, I wonder if, because Moira has just now been revealed to be a mutant, if she is part of that 198. Hmm, Interesting. Is that 198 known mutants or mutants that are registered in some way? Uh, I think it's total. I think it's as detected by Cerebro. Oh, okay. Cool. So we have Cerebro as our little source there. And we're on Krakoa in observation. It's Storm. It's Storm, yeah. Yes. I think this is the first time we've seen Storm. Yes. Except uh, briefly in one of the House of X panels in issue one where she's carrying a flower but yeah this is the first right yeah first time we've actually seen storm doing something and we get this setup of we have trinary beast and storm at three different helms throughout this room and what looks like they're preparing for something and magneto and charles i like that at the top it's two of them together and charles says are we ready right What are you ready for? Well, these three different stations are set up to, we have Trinary, who is pooling all observable data from human resources, and Beast, who is, as we go to the next page, are seeing that he is set on the observation desk, and Storm is operating as an invocation. And they're all connected through a cuckoo. So there's... Three of the cuckoos are in this room as well, each of them standing with these three people. So this is a really interesting point that they're starting to explore. How are mutants' powers interacting with each other? Mm -hmm. So by binding together with the telepathic powers of the cuckoos, these three are able to work in tandem also with Xavier communicating. So they're using the cuckoos in an, in a way to create sort of a hive mind with each other, to be aware of what's happening right. in every And to real-time process that together. So to bring that observation, that, that analysis through Trinary, who's a technopath, to connect to Beast, who is sitting at an observation desk, and to channel all of that through communication and to Storm, who's working to invoke and create a physical representation of the communication that they're having. This next page. Oh, yeah. All of these images are amazing. So first of all, that close-up of Charles with the beam, like the giant beam of light coming out of the helmet. Yep. It's just so, and he's saying the cuckoos will bind with each of you, enabling you to join minds together and function as a singular organism. Yeah. That's cool. And that idea, observation, analysis, and vocation is, you know, gather your information is observation, analyze your information, and then invocation, like implement that. Be able to visually represent it as you can then see in that last panel on that page. Storm is using her weather powers to show a physical representation of Jean Grey, 
who's reaching out through this communication, through this connection that Xavier now has, reaching out to the team. Professor, oh, Gene, the anguish in your mind, the pain, should we fear the worst? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They just blew up our ship. There was a giant explosion. There was a cliffhanger a week ago. Tell me more. It's bad. It's bad, sir. Uh, immediately, we, we see on the second panel of the page some destruction as we hear Archangel and Husk are dead. What? No. Wolverine's had serious damage. He's, you can see his arm is yeah, he's separated. Yeah, like bony. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ugh, that's not so his, cool. Not his full self. <laughs> and uh, Nightcrawler's injured. He's got some internal injuries. We've underestimated these people, yeah. it says. It's, it's insane to think that you could have all of this knowledge about these people and still be underestimating them. Right. Well, I mean, and still not have enough. But then you also think about the fact that they are continuously destroying mutants in timeline or life of Moira after life of Moira. Right. And so the resolve that was underestimated, the fact that this guy was willing to kill himself to thwart their attack. Yeah. And then the question comes back to them. Can you complete the mission? I don't know if, and Cyclops takes over. No, we have to. We have to finish it, or this will have been for nothing. He's right, as you can literally see Logan's arm reforming onto himself. He's like, yeah, just give me a second. Let me, let me grow my arm back. Yeah. We finish this because if we don't, they'll finish us. Don't kid yourself, Red. We're playing for blood here. Wolverine, Mister Serious. <laughs> Wolverine. So we soldier on. Yeah. Nightcrawler, can you still get us in all in there? Don't worry about me. You know, he, he's suffered some internal injuries, but now he's going to teleport and deploy at these four points that he scouted earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, last episode. Yeah. Is that how he's going to get them there? Yeah. Because even if they docked, so where they were docked before those doors that the guy who blew himself up, those doors that he closed with those, assuming that those would have led to the different right. latches. And so now they're saying, all right, clearly we can't go that way. So what would have been an easier entry and exit point? What would have been a clear drop into the ship, go to the place that we need to go and then go back up through the hull breach now depends on Nightcrawler's ability to get us there. And so he drops off Cyclops, Wolverine, Mystique, and himself at various points. Be safe. Be strong. Win. These, yeah. the, these four panels where they're all getting dropped off, I just wasn't speaking because I was really like staring at them. <laughs> There's a call to leave Jean and Monet in the ship and how that's questionable, the fact that Jean needs Monet to amplify her powers. I, I don't know if... I, that doesn't add up for me. And the fact that they're saying that Jean needs Monet to stay connected to communicate with Xavier on the progress of the mission. But Jean's an omega level mutant. That's what and I'm Monet saying. is not. Right. Is it maybe Jean's injured in some way? And maybe that's why. Or she's just not wanting to pu push herself to that point. So Monet Don't is, be lazy, Jean. Seriously. The world is at stake here. Yeah. Our lives. You know, this guy just killed himself to attack you. Come on, Jean. Step it up. 
<laughs> so Monet is there with her as these other four remember that Archangel and Husk have been declared dead. 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 And here we see Karima's ultimate pep talk. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's basically telling Gregor, if you sit here defeated, he'll have died for nothing. The man you love that risked his life to buy you this attempt at fighting back. You could just you could just die, sure. You could just give up here, but you could take the gift that he has given you. Yeah. I mean, Kareem is not really doing it in a um, compassionate or understanding She's way. She's half robot. Right. <laughs> and I understand that that's a valid point, but you have to, you know, just going Rebel back to someone. what yeah. they said about these being innocent people or regular people, like these are scientists. That guy clearly had some sort of military yeah. affiliation. I'd say these these are the top guys that you, we were saying earlier. These yeah. are the ones that a lot more questionable of their innocence. These are the ones that are given those orders. You know, these are the, the top minds that are. Right. But what I'm saying is it's a general understanding that people who are warriors or soldiers or have a battle mindset have more of an ability to stifle their feelings until the battle is done. Mm -hmm. But this person is, she's a scientist. She's a scientist. And so this person she loves just died. Right. So this, you know, will snap out of it. It's like, okay, well, I'm a regular human. Like how much of that do regular people have the ability to do, you know, and and how does that affect your decision-making going forward? Mm -hmm. I feel like it just, Triggers you straight to rage. Yeah. Just straight to rage, rash, unthought through decision making. Yeah. All right. Perfect for rebellion. And you can totally see that. Yeah. In, in her, her eyes. Yeah. As she's, crying. she's holding her head, she's crying. And Kareem she's, is saying like, well, he died for nothing. Yeah. He, do you want him to die for nothing? And, and then that image of her face and she's just. Like, I, I got it. I got to do something. You know, technically, I'm just an observer here, doctor. I have no command authority. So if you want to have something done, you need to, you're the person in charge. This next page, too, really is showing you, and even the previous page with the fire all around, is really showing you how quickly all of this is happening. Yeah, how much damage was done. Like, the pieces of the ship are still floating around, Falling flying apart. around. This explosion literally just happened. We're jumping right back, right to, back where to where we were. And people are being asked to make decisions quickly. Yeah. And Gregor's telling the control deck, you need to send teams to the remaining three callers. They're at one of the callers for the mother mold. That's their real target. That's what they're going for. That's what they're here for. Mm-hmm. What is... Kragung. That's some, we don't know. I mean, even Gregor asks, what was that? Oh, it's a noise. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. <laughs> I was very confused. We'll actually see on the next page what that Kragung is as two of the callers have been detached. Ooh, ooh. Karima says that's the sound of failure, Dr. Gregor. <laughs> Sorry. And I love just the juxtaposition of how Wolverine took down his station and how Nightcrawler took down his station. Yeah. We've got Wolverine with a bunch of bodies piled up 
and his claws extended and Nightcrawler looks to be running away from mainly unharmed and bound behind their backs. But also the people in which Nightcrawler were interacting with sure. seem to be scientists and while the others seem to be soldiers. AIM, aim soldiers, yeah. So, and plus Wolverine. You know. Yeah, I'm obviously Wolverine, but and I'm sure Nightcrawler knew what he was dropping everybody off into. Yep. And was like, okay, Wolverine, you take on all these guys. You've got all the murdery ones. You can have the murdery ones. I'll Let take these nerdy shine. scientists. And we're back on Krakoa and we're talking with Gene and, and two Professor X and the rest of the team. And they're they're almost counting their chickens before they hatch, right? You know, they're they're talking about how they've gotten the two collars. There's sentinel drones on their approach, but and then all of a sudden Monet pops in to that water invocation. We have to move. We're being boarded. Come on. So this who they've left on the ship, Monet and Jean, to maintain this communication to give live updates on the success or failure of this mission. Now they're coming for them. Someone's coming for you. And so Monet pushes Jean into the escape pod and says, I'll cover your exit. Monet. And so this would then still allow a getaway of Jean and a connection to Krakoa to continue to give them live updates. Jean says that she can't reach that far without being connected with Monet for help, which, again, interesting and just the fact that she needs Monet to come with her. I like on the next page how Monet's like, work harder. Yeah. Do more. Try harder. You know. Try harder. You can do it without me. Yeah. I'm going to just go over here and save your ass real right. quick. I'm I'm creating a distraction and a way for you to get out and to continue this. And you're saying that you can't do it? You got to do it. You got You it. signed up for this. You know, you know what the stakes are. You know you got to do everything you can possibly do. Yeah. It seems very uncharacteristic of Jean to be... Doubting her, the strength of her powers. I mean, that's classic 90s Jean. It's just Jean doesn't know how strong she is until she's too strong with the Phoenix. And mm. and so on that page, we see really, I think, one of the first times that this is shown as something that can happen at will, where Monet transforms into a penance form. And That's creepy. The penance form is part of that crazy backstory that we started talking about last issue last episode <laughs> that form is what her brother Mplate had transformed her into so she was stuck in this razor sharp bodied form anything that touched her would be cut up and that's why she was trapped and her sisters impersonated her but now she seems to have the ability to transform from monet to penance nice She's giving me Wolverine vibes right now. Oh, yeah. Now. Well, especially just the way that her razor talons are clawing through these soldiers. Yeah. We're back on the forge. We've got Cyclops blasting through at his control collar, and we get that other kagung, kagung. Shout out to Mystique. Hey, you doing your thing? You got the fourth one. Stop screaming in my head, Summers. I hear you. Yeah. Always got to be sassy, Mystique. Well, Mystique is, you know, 
She's Mystique. She's, she has that air like, I'll get the job done. I Don't do worry about do. me. Right. right. She got turned around, she says. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, and then we see Gregor and Karima. Got some bad news for you. And then she's jettisoned out of an escape hatch. Or oh, a, a sh- no. garbage chute or something. Into space? Into space. Um, that can't be good. That can't be I good. I really want to turn the page because I want to know what happens, but I also just really want to point out how amazing that image of her being sucked into space is. Yeah. Just the terror in her pupilless eye and then the just it's got that blur effect. It's got all those dynamic action lines. Her eyes are watering because she's being sucked backwards. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see above that the you know zoom out they're standing there telling her we have bad news for you zoom in button push realization in mystique's eye her reaching for that um lever to just unhook her thing you know complete her task and hold on to something and then this just terror as she's ripped out and we've got gregor talking about wanting to turn the mother mold online doing whatever it takes and Karima's worried about that saying that it's too soon that we don't even know what the mental state of this machine will be it's not fully developed And also, it's only attached by one collar right now. Right. Well, you either lose it or you do something. You try and do something. This is what I'm talking about. Desperate action. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Now she's just like, well, you told me I have to to do whatever it takes to do something. Look at that bottom bottom right panel. Just the look in her eyes. Right. Well, yeah. She's been driven to madness. She snapped. And we have our communication back. It's starting to come online. There's that countdown. Yeah. And even talking to the professor, they're saying we we almost are out of time. We don't know what to do. And Xavier says, do do whatever it takes. Do you get that, Scott? You know, do you do you hear what the professor's saying? You need you need to ever it takes operate with the same whatever it takes mentality as and I feel like that's throughout these two issues has been the point counterpoint like we're willing to do whatever it takes oh yeah well so are we i feel like too in this in this moment i know that xavier and magneto are on the same team i know that they're on the same team but it feels like charles will still have his i don't want to kill people if i don't have to kill people mindset and him saying do whatever it takes is like if you have to destroy that entire ship with all of those people on it it you have to do like it must be done right and we get a really nice image of the mother mold starting to come online and we continue to hear and see that it's it's booting up we have nightcrawler and wolverine across the view and that they're able to talk to Scott because they're all connected through Jean and her powers. We can get there. Ain't any other way, Slim. 
and just the the sadness, the desperation on Cyclops's face go when he tells them, just go for it. What are they going to do? Yeah. We can get there as in like Nightcrawler can just poof, poof them to where they need to go. Right. He, I'm not, I, I don't want to turn the page. Right. Tension, stakes, <laughs> turn and reveal. And it's a lot, there's a lot going on in the spread. Hard to not dart around, but I really, really love this page. It's probably one of my favorite pages throughout the two miniseries. You have Wolverine and Nightcrawler who have had such a deep friendship and, and camaraderie throughout the decades that they've been on teams together. And this just rings really true to that friendship as Wolverine's talking about what's going to happen for me on the other side. He's counseling with his friend who is a priest, was a priest at one point. Is there something for me after we die? Oh, gosh. When you wake from this earthly slumber, my friend, look for me. I will be there waiting for you. Such a beautiful. Radiant and with open arms. Such a beautiful image of them standing there with this blaring, the sun blaring and they're silhouetted and then they just disappear. They bamf. And they reappear, and Nightcrawler immediately disintegrates. They're outside. They're they're at a sun, and you can just see Wolverine fighting as his healing factor pushed to the max. Right, because they're in space. They're in space. They're right outside of a sun. There's all sorts of things happening to his body right now. Nightcrawler just disintegrated. This is making me very sad right now. Yeah, and you have... Even as it's just coming online, you have the mother mold talking and comparing this struggle between humans, mutants, and and trying to find its place and calling itself the creation of man where you all are the titans. So again, Greek mythology. Yeah. You know, that connection to what we were talking about in the previous issue. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wolverine just, he's just cutting through that connector. Yeah. And it looks like there's some cables coming out of the mother mold's mouth to grab him, grab his arms. Yeah. So it's already fighting back. Do you hear us, Olympus? But he succeeds. The mother mold's head falls into the sun, and so does Wolverine. Oh my God! What does this mean that Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Mystique are all dead right now? Added to Archangel and Husk. Yeah. And potentially even Monet. We don't know. Whatever it takes. Oh, my Lanta. Bravest man I know. Gene, tell the professor it's done. It costs us our friends, our family, but it's done. Just storm hearing this and and seeing what's happening. Uh, the, The blood coming down from Gene's nose. Because she's working so hard. To maintain that connection, yeah. And Cyclops is coming. He's He's coming to meet her. Yeah, where? How's he going to get there? Right. He's trying to find some EVA suit in the hangar. I'll jump out to you and we'll float in this escape pod and just float through space with no food, no water, (laughs) drifting back to Earth. Eventually we'll get there. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm still getting you home. Hurry, Scott. Are you, though? Don't worry. I'm on the... Oh, man. And he's been shot, as it says, Cremus shot him with nanites that are shutting down his powers at the base of his skull. 
my God, this is not good. Last ditch efforts. not looking yeah. good. Cyclops said, we've won. Capturing me means nothing. Capture you? My husband's dead, you son of a bitch. I'm not taking prisoners today. Oh, my Lord. I'm sorry, Jean. I'm not going to make it. I don't. And this is the last shot. I love the first shot on this this next page where Cyclops' visor is blown apart and Jean is feeling that destruction as she's connected to him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All I'm saying is right now what's happening for me is I know this is Moira's 10th life. Is there? Can we get to life 11? Can we get these people back? Right. What? Right. It's crazy. Okay. So in this moment in Jean's mind, she's the only one left. Yep. She's the only one left. And even then, Professor, the drones have arrived. So the, the sentinels that they pulled off the mining world where they were, I think, on Mercury. Oh, when they were saying, oh, they're going to be too late to get right, here. Right. So now they've arrived and they're meeting Jean in the escape pod. Look at what they've done, what they always do. Look at how this always ends with fire and death and the funerals of our children. Mm-hmm. Every victory ash, every triumph defeat. They've murdered so many of us, the world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for those people, for mutants. No more. And the tear down Xavier's face. I am speechless. Right. They just killed so many people right now. Yeah. Now, can you tell why I have these three action figures right here? We've got a... That's so sad. It's making my heart hurt. Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine. I prepped for this issue last weekend and have had these three action figures out ever since. Yes, they, I was wondering, like, why are these guys just chilling in the living room? Well, yeah, why are they the production team today? Why are they the production team? Because they getting things done. And being done. And, and subsequently being done themselves, yes. No, oh my lord. Okay. And then it just says... No more. No more. What started the issue? Oh... Got some splash pages of some news clippings and again, kind of a montage superimposed different bits from Genosha and the decimation and the totals that had previously been described and the statements of no more. And you even have, you've got Wolverine and Nightcrawler on their last ditch attempt to get that last collar. Cyclops getting destroyed, even Monet as penance ripping through the guards. Oh man. I just feel in shock. I feel Yeah. I feel like that's why these next few pages are are just kind of letting you reel with the reality of what just happened. And we have another spread that says no more and a superimposition of Xavier with the tear going down his face. It's very it's a very bold statement when any story kills a character who feels as though they're a main character. Yeah. Especially But how- this <laughs> is not one. Right. Not two. Right. An entire team. Yeah. An entire team and they knew they knew the stakes. They knew the stakes and they're 
good news. On the all same, yeah, you know, on it, the same level as the guy who blew himself up. This is what we've got to do. This has got to be takes. done. Yeah. But as a reader, it's that's huge. Is that's it? so yeah. many characters that you know. And I mean, we do have the like I was saying a couple minutes ago this hope of maybe an 11th life, which I still don't fully understand the, if we're creating alternate universes or different threads of the same timeline or what's happening with Moira's lives and how these, how she's able to relive and it doesn't necessarily affect like how the same events keep happening in her reliving of lives. Because in general reincarnation your soul is reincarnated, but you're not in the same body. You don't interact with the same people. The Mm -hmm. time from your past life has passed and you move forward Mm -hmm. into what this new time is. So I still have lots of questions about how all of that actually works. But just as a reader, you, this is a huge loss. This was a huge issue. Yeah. These are, huge characters who have been around for so long who i mean with the exception of gene have not completely died before am i right uh no no yeah wolverine's died several times nightcrawler's died i'm pretty sure sky cyclops has died i thought like once x-men are dead they're dead that's not a thing (laughs) anymore (laughs) i mean that's never really been a thing it's always i mean comics the relationship between comics and death is uh, it, <laughs> it's hard to describe. And, All right, so take it with a grain of salt. Sure. These, but these people are are dead, and we lost multiple people. It really does reinforce the mindset or the idea of whatever it takes, yeah. and we're gonna get this done. Yeah. But it's just crazy. I, I, I just there's so much because. I know what happens next and I just, I can't say anything, but this issue was one of my favorites. It's not in red in the reading order, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but our next issue of house of X is in red. Next issue of house of X. Right. Which isn't the next issue that we'll be reading. The next issue will be a powers of 10 issue, but the next issue of house of X is in red. Uh, <laughs> what do you think overall thoughts i mean a huge huge emotional turn overall thoughts are you know still picking up the pieces of I'm my saying, mind yeah that are blown all over the place let me just gather my brain bits that are all over the place no but really i i think it is a testament to great storytelling when a story can survive as a story and does not hinge upon specific characters Mm -hmm. and the ability to have those characters die and the reader have a connection to the story and the the mission of this team in general to be able to continue on and not say, oh, well, Wolverine was my favorite and this is over and I can't connect to the story anymore because this character is gone. Because 
it I mean, makes it feel so even though you know it is a fictional story it makes it feel much more rooted in reality that in war people, people die. die they don't just survive because you like them right. and in these instances these characters are are fighting a war and they're you know giving it everything they've got and for me there are a handful of storylines that really they don't end with a happy ending yeah and a happy ending in the sense of everything sunshine and rainbows at the end not that the story doesn't resolve into peace or the story doesn't um complete itself in a way that feels like a solid ending or a successful ending for the characters or for the arc of the story but that in order to achieve that success sometimes lives have to be lost sometimes bad things have to be ha- have to happen yeah and sacrifices made yeah it just it makes a story that much better yeah and if you can really hold on to that if you can say I put this character, this one person in particular, or in this case, this group of people's death aside for what would be the greater good, right? right? Then it's more interesting. And I think in that aspect, this is a great issue because it, it does that. It says, this is what we're fighting for. This is the larger story. And as a reader, you respect that and you know that there's more to come and who knows what will happen based off of this. But our goal is not for this team to survive, but for this story to move forward. Yeah. For this win. Yeah. It's interesting that you said uh, your your favorite character dying doesn't or not necessarily derailing the the mission or the success. Nightcrawler is my favorite X-Men. Mm-hmm. Wolverine is in my top five. Yeah. Know, probably my second favorite X-Men. One of my favorite characters. Um, this was an intense issue. And their relationship especially has just been something that I've read and seen in issues for years. And to see them going into this last ditch effort to do whatever it takes to do the necessary things that need to be done for the survival of their species is really powerful. Yeah. Agreed. Whew. Yeah. Whenever there's things like this, I always, I said this the other night when we were watching TV, I, I go back to uh, the talking dead and how the Walking Dead would happen, and then the Talking Dead would happen, and I need Chris, someone to Chris process. Chris Hardwick yeah. would always be there to help you process. Yeah. You know. Instead, you have me, who <laughs> who knows what happens next, and I can't say anything. I don't have anyone to process with, right. so I just have to take some time for myself. But it's big, right? It's this huge. was a huge issue. It's crazy. I still don't really believe it. I still. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be some we'll loophole, see. some we'll see. something. Hey, you know, it, I think it was something that was in House of X number two. In her 10th life, Charles and Moira decided they would break all the rules. Well, if people want more from the Ex-Wife Podcast, where can they find us? Yeah, they can find us all over social media at the Ex-Wife Podcast. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a website, theexwifepodcast.com. 
and an email if you have any questions, any thoughts, any reactions to a specific issue, and you want to voice that and, and be a part of our live episode where we will reflect on these 12 issues coming together as a fuller story, shoot us that email. At the podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Until next time, old friend. Charles, no more. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 